Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 29th day of August. I am Paul White. We are in Mark chapter 15, verse 6. Today and tomorrow, we will talk about the story of Barabbas. And then on the 31st of August, we will do an essay on Barabbas that will incorporate a lot of things I'm going to leave out in the next couple of days, simply because there's some expansiveness I'd like to do in regards to his name, what he stands for, his typology, and I want to put all of that in one thought. So for today and tomorrow, we'll work through verses 6 through 15, which tell the story of Jesus being offered to the crowd or another prisoner, namely this Barabbas being offered to the crowd. And of course, we know what happens. Let's begin the reading in verse 6. Now, at the feast, he was accustomed, he of course is Pilate, he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. Now, we get this same style of statement from Matthew, but to my understanding, we have no historical record outside of the Gospels that tell us that this was practice. So it must have happened before for Mark to write this, or maybe it happens later for Mark to write this, but it would be hard to imagine that it was ever any release other than petty criminals, probably misdemeanor charges. The fact that in this story, it's Barabbas who is a murderer. Let's read verse 7. There was one named Barabbas who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. So to offer a murderer, well, that seems pretty extreme. I mean, you're, you're going to let a murderer go free at the request of the crowd. The great contrast that Mark puts up here seems to be to show how rabid this religious how offended these religious leaders were that they would actually choose a murderer over a man who had never murdered anyone. I mean, you have a man whom their accusation is that he's blasphemed God and threatened to tear the temple down and he raised it up in three days, which wrap all that up in blasphemy. That's about the best charge they have. Or you can choose this guy who killed someone. It seems very simple. And and that seems to me to be what is happening in this story, is to show how intense the hatred was towards Jesus. So intense that you would choose a known murderer to go free rather than to allow this Jesus to continue his ministry. And whether they thought that his threat was so great versus a Barabbas who had murdered someone in the rebellion in these multitudinous rebellions that rise up against the Roman Empire. Here was yet one more. And so, well, these guys only do so much damage. They're sort of one and done. But this Jesus is doing immense damage. When you get to the non-synoptic Gospel of John... You see, you get a little insight into this after the Lazarus resurrection. Whenever Jesus raises Lazarus in John 11, and then you move into John 12, it, in that story, the Pharisees, the scribes, the chief priests, they're so worried about Jesus that they say, if we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. 
And it's kind of their way of saying if we keep letting him do what he's doing, he'll have a bigger following than we do. And it seems to me to be an insight into the psychology of humanity that if we get power, we would rather risk, we would rather let the murderer go free than to let someone go free that would take power from us. We would rather risk someone else out there being harmed than us losing power. And that's a pretty Think about it. I mean, and, and you might say, well, no, I, I would choose Jesus over Barabbas. It's really easy from our perch to look back or to look down into this story and say, oh, yeah, I choose, I choose Jesus every day. But if you're the one with the power, I hope you can see how these stories are trying to, to contrast the powers that be with the power of the kingdom. And here's yet another one of we would rather let a murderer go free than to surrender the power that we have. Verse 8, Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. This is the crowd asking Pilate to release a prisoner. So Pilate answered them and saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. And there it is. And so that's, that's the phrase. The chief priest had handed him over because of envy. Pilate, in his brief conversation with Jesus, in which, for all we can tell, he gets, in the Mark account, he gets two words out of Jesus. You say. <laughs> At least in this moment. There are other gospel accounts that have him going from there to Herod and then back to Pilate. So we get a little more. But, but we're in Mark. And what little he got from Jesus convinced him that these guys are just wanting to kill him out of envy. And this guy carries something with him that they don't carry. And they're envious of what he carries. And so Pilate finds that a bit, I think he finds it a bit amusing to say, you guys are so scared of this guy. You envy what he has so badly. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Because he knew that this would infuriate those leaders if he were to do this. But the chief priest, verse 11, the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. And this is the behind the scenes machinations that make this whole thing work. Now, tomorrow we'll finish this story leading up into the essay. We'll see you then. God bless.